number one, become an authorized user on someone else's credit card. So basically, guys, what this involves is you're going to think of someone in your life who has good credit, okay? It could be a colleague, a friend, a mentor, um, your neighbor down the street, anyone really. And what you need to do is you need to approach this person and let them know, be very open, say, hey, you know, I'm looking to improve my credit score. It's not where I'd like it to be. And I appreciate your help with it. And they're going to say, okay, well, what do you want me to do? And basically what you would say is, I need some help in being added to a credit card. Um, it seems like you probably have good credit, and I was hoping you could add me to your credit card as an authorized user so I can benefit from your good credit history. Now, either they'll come and tell you, you know what, no, I don't have good credit, you were wrong, or that they can't do it for some reason. Or they might say, okay, how does that work? Do I need to give you the card or what happens? And basically you explain to them, I just need you to call the credit card company, give them my name, my social security number, my date of birth, and so on, and they'll add me to the card. And they might mail you a card, um, you can tell them this, they might mail a card to the person who added you, or they might mail it to you yourself as the authorized user. Either way, just let them know, I'm going to give you the card, I don't need any access to the account, I just want to be an authorized user so that I can benefit and uh, improve my credit score. Because what's going to happen is their positive payment history on the account and the fact that they've had the account for several years, that's going to appear on your credit reports and it's ultimately uh, going to help your credit score. And becoming an authorized user is a free, quick way to start improving your score. So I'd suggest if you have someone in your life who you believe has strong credit, it's a great idea to ask them to add you as an authorized user at no risk to them or to their credit history, okay? Now I wanna say another word, do not, do not, do not. That was three, three do nots, so I really mean it. Do not buy authorized user trade lines, okay? And the reason is there's several issues. Number one, they're of questionable legality. FICO and the credit bureaus have warned that this may not be a legal practice. Number two, you don't really know what you're getting. Um, we've seen situations where people buy trade lines and the account is later closed. So basically they pay for nothing because if the account is closed, uh, you know, by the credit card issuer, it won't be on your credit reports anymore. And in general, you know, it's, it's not going to have as much impact, um, as much positive impact as, you know, going out and finding someone who can do this for you, someone in your life, someone you trust who can help you, which doesn't cost you anything, you know, to use that relationship to help you build better credit. So I wouldn't bother with paying for trade lines. Simply ask someone to add you as an authorized user, someone who has good credit, and within several months of them adding you, you're going to see, you know, a real benefit to your score. So that's tip number one of five for helping you get to a good get to a good credit score and buy a home within 12 months if you have bad credit right now. Step number two. Last time we talked about becoming an authorized user on someone else's card. Step number two. This only applies if you have credit cards right now, okay? You wanna make sure you pay down your credit card balances, that's how much you owe, as much as possible, and that you limit your spending on the card. So what does that mean? Let's say you have a card with a $5,000 limit, and right now, you have a balance of $3,000, okay? You're carrying that month to month, you're paying interest. 
One of the most effective ways of improving your credit score is to pay that $3,000 balance down as close to zero as possible, okay? The reason is there's five factors that decide your credit score. Number one is payment history. Number two is your debt, particularly your credit card debt. Now having credit card debts, which are more than 30% of your credit card limit, really hurt your score. So with the $5,000 credit card I just mentioned, having a, a balance or debt over $1,500 pulls your score down. So paying down those balances can really help your score. And in fact, we have quite a few people come to us who say, hey Shiv, hey Tony, you know what? I have a, I have a bad credit score and I need to get my score up. And we say, okay, sure. We look at their credit report and we find out they don't so much have bad credit. You know, maybe they have one late payment or one collection, which is bad, but they don't have such bad credit so much as they just have too much credit card debt. And our suggestion is always the same. Pay down those credit card balances and you're going to see your score improve, okay? So if you have a lot of credit card debt and you're looking to buy a home in the next year, start paying those balances down and it's really going to help your score. Um, in fact, we've seen folks who have good payment history but a lot of credit card debt literally improve their score in a matter of 30 or 60 days by paying down those balances. It's that fast, okay? So the sooner you can pay down those balances, not only will you save on interest, but your credit score will improve and you'll put yourself in a great position to buy a home. Tip number three, what is it? Basically, you if you don't have credit cards or if you have credit cards but they're in bad standing, you haven't paid on time, you've got late payments, that sort of thing, maybe they were charged off, you need to start building better credit. And one of the best ways to do this is with a secured credit card. How does this work? Basically, you give a deposit to the credit card company, okay? So you're going to spend them, say, $100, $200. That is going to be your deposit, and it also is your spending limit, okay? So you're gonna send the money, the 100 bucks, 200 bucks. They're going to give you a credit card, okay? And the limit on that credit card is whatever deposit you provided. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to make no more than one to two small purchases on the card each month, okay? So you're going to buy something small, let's say, um, you know, go to the store, buy some milk, buy some cereal, or um, buy some gas, things like that, okay? Small purchases, no more than one to two per month, and then you're going to pay off your balance on the card. What does this do? First, it helps you add on-time payments to your credit reports, okay? There's five factors that determine your credit score. It's five, I didn't have my thumb up. And the most important, the biggest one, is your, uh, your payment history, whether you pay your, your accounts on time, okay? So if you already have poor payment history, you've got collections, you've got late payments, maybe you even have a repo or a foreclosure, okay? Then you need to build positive history to kind of reduce, to offset the negative impact of those collections, or I'm sorry, of those negative items, okay, whether they're collections or whatever. And a great way to do that is to add more on-time payments to your credit report, and you can do that by getting a secured credit card and paying on time every single month, okay? Now, it's also really important that you don't carry a large balance on the card, okay? You only spend a little bit each month. Why is that? As I mentioned in an earlier video, the second most important factor in determining your credit score is 
your debts and especially your credit card debts or balances, okay? You really want to keep those below 30% of your spending limit on the card. And the best way to, um, to do that is to make no more than one small purchase each month and then pay off the card, okay? So to recap, open a secured credit card, put a deposit of $100 to $200, make no more than one or two small purchases on the card, pay off your balance. What are the best secured credit cards? In our experience, Discover and Capital One are the best ones. Um, you know, they don't have annual fees. Approval is fairly easy. They offer you free credit scores. Discover gives a free FICO score, which is what some version of FICO is what most lenders use. So we're pretty comfortable recommending Discover and Capital One um, as the ideal secured cards to, uh, to use. But you can also look into some others. Visa does have the Open Sky program. There are other options. Um, but overall, I'd say that try discovering Capital One. Make no more than one small purchase each month. Pay off those balances. You should be good to go. Step number four, open a credit builder account. Now, what does this mean? If you don't have any student loans that you've always paid on time, or maybe you don't have a, an auto loan or a mortgage, well, obviously you don't have a mortgage, that's why you're trying to buy a house, right? So if you don't have one of those loan accounts, it really makes sense to open a credit builder account, okay? Now, how does this work? Basically, the lender, the bank, will set aside some money for you, okay, in a savings account. Let's say they set aside $300. Now, that money is not something you have access to. It's just they took money on their own, you didn't pay them, and they put it aside in your name, okay? What you do is you start making payments towards that money. So $300, and let's say they're keeping the money in the savings account for 12 months, okay? So 300 divided by 12 is 25 you're going to start paying 25 bucks a month to this company to, um, to pay down to $300 they set aside. Now, how does this help your credit? Each month, that payment you make will be reported to all three of the credit bureaus as a loan on which you've made an on-time payment. So as you can see, just like with secured credit cards, which we talked about earlier, as month one, two, three, four, five, they go by, and you've always been paying on time, that's going to consistently improve your credit score, right? So doing this is a good idea for two reasons. Number one, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the biggest factor in your credit score, 35% of the score, is determined by your payment history. So building strong payment history helps. Number two, one of the smaller but still important factors in your credit score, 10% of your score in fact, is your uh, mix of accounts. So if you've got a credit card, they want to see that you also have loan accounts. If you've got loans, you should also have credit cards. So if you don't have any loans, any student loans, or if you do but there's late payments on them, or let's say you just have credit cards, then adding an account like this can really help you uh, boost your score by giving you a better mix of credit. Now what happens at the end of the 12 months, you're probably wondering, right? You've made $300 of payments. You're going to get back your money minus some interest and fees. Why is there interest and fees? Well, um, as your grandmother or your grandfather would probably tell you, there's nothing free in life. There's no such thing as a, as a free lunch, really, right? The bank, the lender, could have lent that money out to someone else for an auto loan, for a mortgage, for a business. They didn't. They set it aside in an account. They took their money, put it in an account in your name for you, and let you make payments to help you build credit. So obviously there's a free for that. 
Okay, now usually the fee is not that much. If you had a $300 credit builder loan, I'd say you'd get back around $270, so $270. And you moved yourself a lot closer to being able to buy a home. So where do you get these credit builder loans? Our favorite option is actually self-incorporated, formerly self-lender. They offer a really great product um, to help you build credit. And actually, they just made some changes. They allow you to get a secured credit card if you sign up for their credit builder product. So basically you sign up for this loan like we mentioned and four months in after you've made four months of payments, they'll also give you uh, a uh, secured credit card without providing an additional deposit. So we think self-incorporated is a really good option for building your credit through credit builder accounts. Step number five is credit repair. What does that mean? Basically, by law, specifically according to the Fair Credit Reporting Act, Every piece of information on your credit reports must meet a number of legal requirements, okay? It's got to be accurate, verifiable, complete, and timely. What does that mean? Well, it's not enough for their, for the, you know, a debt collector or a lender to say, you know what, you didn't pay a debt on time, we put it in collections, or we repossessed your vehicle. They have to list every aspect of the account correctly, and every account on your credit report usually has anywhere from at least 10 to as much as 70, 80 pieces of information. All of those have to be correct. They also have to be complete. They can't say something like, you know what, they paid late for two or three months, but then the months where you paid on time, they don't report that. That's usually not allowed. It has to be verifiable, meaning if they say that you owe a debt or that your vehicle was repossessed and sold, they have to have proof of that. So that's um, that's another thing to keep in mind. Verifiability is a big concern. Okay, and then lastly is timeliness. Most things, except for certain types of bankruptcies, cannot stay on your credit reports for longer than seven and a half years. So collections, late payments, auto repossessions, foreclosures. And sometimes what we see is debt collectors and others um, re-age credit accounts, okay? They list a false age of the accounts to keep it on your reports for longer than allowed. And that continues to damage your credit score. So basically, if the legal requirements are not met, you have a right to have these negative items removed from your reports. Now, how do you go about that? Basically, you're allowed to dispute information on your credit reports. Um, we would suggest disputing only through certified mail, not online, okay? But you're allowed to dispute, you're allowed to ask for documentation, for verification, all of those things. And that'll, uh, you know, through that process, it is possible to remove inaccurate or incomplete or outdated, not timely, that is, or non-verifiable information. And if the credit bureaus and the collectors and the banks don't properly investigate an account and meet their legal obligations, you have a variety of options, including suing them in court. And here's the quick sales pitch here at Tier 1 Credit. We help folks not just build better credit through the other strategies I mentioned, but also to remove negative items. We only charge you if we're able to improve your score and remove those negative items. And I have had the privilege of, the pleasure of, I should say, suing the credit bureaus for violating folks' rights and also helping people get lots of negative items removed from their credit reports. And my co-pilot here, Tony Budry, and I, are beyond honored and excited to do this work. And um, if you're dealing with any kind of negative items on your credit reports and you'd like to buy a home in the next 12 months, 
visit tier1credit.com or reach out to us. We've got some do-it-yourself resources as well as our credit repair program where we do everything for you. We would love to hear from you, but either way, uh, follow the five steps, the four steps shared earlier, as well as credit repair if you have negative credit items. And if you do these things, you really should be able to go from renting and having bad credit and not owning a home to being a homeowner in just 12 months. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.